Emergency. Queen's Quest arrived. Emergency. Queen's Quest arrived. Emergency. Queen's Quest to the queens hello ladies gentlemen and everybody inside and outside of the gender spectrum and welcome back to stardom quest the best weekly stardom podcast anywhere in the world i am as always alex and i am joined by dylan hi dylan hi alex hi everybody um it's crazy that this five-star finals this week it feels like it was an age like three weeks ago at this point that we've there's so much has been happening <laughs> and that's like what the that's what the topic of discussion is today is uh the five star final like that's the big thing but i'm just like holy shit that that was a few days ago <laughs> yeah it is one of five big things because wow what a weekend this was from stardom uh in both bad and good ways hmm. but i suppose there's only one place to start and that is with uh on saturday Suzu Suzuki won the five-star Grand Prix 2023. And boy, this went down like a lead balloon in my circles. People were not happy at all. Um, and that's crazy. Um, yep. Here's the thing. If you offered most people before this tournament a Suzu Suzuki win, they'd have gone, that's kind of random. She's awesome, so yeah, of course, right? Like, people love Suzu. Don't underestimate how much people adore this woman because she is an excellent pro wrestler. Like, she is a, a she top also, like, tier. She had the best tournament, pretty much. Yes. Like, it, like, yeah. It's not like she was, like, you know, like she had a middling tournament. She was probably top three of, like, the, the wrestlers in the tournament for me. Yeah. Like, she's great. She is generational. She's everything that is, you know, on, on the tin. People have said it already. I don't need to tell you. You all know who Suzu is and what she's about and how much people adore her. But on this day, in this venue, against Micah, she was not the right choice. People wanted Micah. That crowd, all that entire audience wanted Micah to win that final. Oh, yeah. When we get they into were... like, the show itself, it, it, it became very apparent at one point during the Mariah match that I was like, oh... She probably shouldn't win right now. <laughs> like if Mike, like if Mike, like Micah should not have gone to the finals if she wasn't going to win. Like that, that was where mm -hmm. I was at in the middle of the Mariah match because I was like, she is. We, you would want the heat to go on Mariah because Mariah always gets heat for everything. Who cares? Um, I, it's sad for her, but you know that's just how it is. You would want the heat to go on Mariah and not on whoever wins the tournament. Uh, yes. And that's where we're at. <laughs> they did not do yeah. that. It didn't, and it's um, it's really interesting because it really. I think with Suzu, it's like not only did her win kind of go down with a very damp reaction, but then she challenged for November, and it was like, oh, she's not even important. That's that's like, when I got mad. Like obviously, absurd. <laughs> obviously, I was rooting for Micah, but when Suzu won, I was like, oh shit, okay, that's sick, that's fine, okay, I'm cool with that. You know, Suzu Tam year end, Suzu gets the year end, cool, that's cool. You know, like because and that's the thing that was why I was upset about. Um, and if you've listened to the podcast throughout the five star, you will know the situation with this, where it's like from the beginning, from the time we talked to Scott and we had the the three, you know, the three man booth type of thing. Uh, I was saying that's like, oh, Micah 
should win. I think Michael winning would be dope. Like that's a very possibility. My dogs are barking right now, but that was a very real possibility for me. And you both said that's like, she's not a year end type of person. And that was always like the most valid, you know, argument against Micah for this year, in my opinion, was, Oh, Micah Tam, not really a year end thing. Like it doesn't really, doesn't really click. And I'm just like, yeah, I mean, you, you could try, but yeah, I, I get that. And then they just didn't make the five star for the year end thing. How? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, it's that was it's, so disappointing for me. Yeah, I mean, it's so obvious that they are waiting for Saya. You know, they they want to yeah. do their originally planned match, which was Saya versus Tam. Um, much to the detriment of Suzu, who is now like, okay, she was probably challenging in November anyway. Logically, she had challenged Tam. She had beat Tam in the tournament. Uh, she was going to beat. She was going to face Tam at that November show. Like that was the expectation. So to have her win the tournament and challenge there anyway, it's kind of like, oh, you just put it on her because it's the easiest option. You know, this isn't. We're getting behind Suzu. This is Suzu is just the easiest option here to do Saya when when she's like assuming she's healthy. Yeah, I like. If they're going to do this, I would have just given it to Mayu. I know that like Utami probably was their second choice, and she went out after Mayu was eliminated. But like, I don't know. I like it's very frustrating because I love Suzu and I love Micah and I loved that match. We'll talk about it later. I did really enjoy the match itself. Um, but it made somehow it made them both look worse coming out of it. Uh. Not necessarily worse. I think Micah looks good because she went to the final and then she lost, but that was, you know, it, it makes Micah feel very sympathetic, though a depressing figure uh, to be rooting for. And it makes Suzu look like a chump, her challenging uh, at Gold Rush, I believe it is. That yeah. sucks. You know, like, she, uh, she's, she's the replacement. Like, she's going to get that replacement label slapped imagine, right on her. Imagine if, like, Tetsuya Naito challenged Sonata at King of Pro Wrestling. You know what I mean? Like, that's ridiculous. That's not... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, it, it, you know, I know I know you want to do Sayatam. I get it. But, come on. <laughs> like, unless uh, Saya is winning that belt, I don't, I don't get the yeah. desire. And, and even if Saya is thing. winning, you do a big show in, like, March. Just, yeah. just wait three months. Just wait two so... extra defenses. I would not have expected two weeks ago to be getting on this podcast and saying, why couldn't you just let Tam hold the belt longer? Like that, that is my stance now is like, give Suzu year end and then give, if Sai is winning, give her the, the big match at the, at the spring show. Like that, like Mm -hmm. (laughs) I never would have thought that's what my stance post five star would be, but like, come on, this is kind of ridiculous. Like I, I don't think anybody's like on the stance of like, Oh, Suzu, should win the belt, and the fact that she's not winning is where she looks bad. It's the fact that she's not winning, and it's at Gold Rush. That sucks. And, you know, like, I, I, I think I was talking to Peps about it, that's like, oh, well, you know, where's Suzu from? Is she from somewhere? No. She's not from Osaka. She's not. No, there's no relevance to it. It's just not good. No. It's a real miss. Um from Rossi, who is usually very proactive. You know, I feel like the Rossi of old would have been like, hell yeah, my my year-end main eventer is out. Let's go. Let's 
put the rocket on somebody else. Shake it up. Yeah, whereas now he's like, nah, <laughs> I don't, I don't want to do that no more. Um, so yeah, I, I do feel bad for Suzu because like her, her win just got completely like overshadowed by people being very upset over Micah. Um, and she's obviously trying to make the best of the situation here. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's just a weird one for her first GP win because that should be a pretty big deal. Like, there's a what 21 year old are also just off has... in certain yes. ways. <laughs> yeah, like the I don't know, it, it felt like they were kind of just like, okay, you could speak your piece and get the fuck out. Okay, get the fuck out. We're mm -hmm. show's over. I was like, damn, okay. Don't like, don't give her, you know, like, I don't know. It just felt weird. I know they did the, the ceremony after the fact, um, yesterday, in fact, but it just, it just all felt kind of like, I don't know. They're kind of yeah. hindering it in a weird way. Thematically, um, at least. I do, I do think for Micah, if they want to, you can use this, right? Like that, a camera shot. Of her like laying against the ropes in I got bits. A picture of it. Yeah, it was, watching it's watching it's like... Suzu get crowned as as winner with Julia, her teammate, crying for the enemy. Like you can use that for Micah. And she kinda has it like her promo at the press conference was very different. Uh I'm very disappointed nobody has translated it, but her post uh GP final promo looked very emotive. But nobody has translated it. Like she mentioned Himeka. She was like on the floor sobbing. I was like, this could be her Mina moment. But unlike with Mina, nobody has translated that promo yet. So I don't I don't know what she said. But she she that, like... herself seems to be running with something coming out of this. I just don't know if stardom is gonna run with it, you know? I mean, yeah, we could we could do the uh there's a obviously the Google Translate, and we'll talk about that when we get to like the show and stuff, if you'd like. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it, during it, she did say that it's like it was days like these that I feel like I should just quit, um, mm -hmm. which is concerning, like that. <laughs> but I, I do, I do hope that it's. And I think the Megan promo yesterday was really nice. Uh, yeah. Even though Micah didn't understand a lick of it because you know she knows very little English, um, but Megan was just like, "Hey, you're dope." And like, you did great. There's like, you know, don't feel bad about yourself. You you got this, and we got this. And I thought that was kind of sweet. It's nice to see Megan have like emotion and like kind of be like a character and not just a scary, intimidating, you know, blob. So yeah, I, I'm I'm interested in what they do here, but I'm also like deeply concerned. Um, mm -hmm. I think this does make me question what the fuck's happening this weekend though, or Monday. Because like yeah, I I have no idea. They've kept uh, Mike and Suzu apart. They've they've kept Mike and Suzu apart on the Corkin show. Um, they have not interacted, as far as I'm aware, like whatsoever, uh, since it happened. Um, it might have they might have had like something at the press conference that I didn't get to see, but we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. There's only one person um... who could lose on the on the Suzu side of things, which is concerning. <laughs> yeah, we'll yeah. Um, we will. Um, beyond the GP final, then the other kind of big news coming out of the final day, the GP has finished her tour with Stardom, um, which is pretty big. Uh, you know, obviously there's all the rumors kind of floating 
about interest from the major promotions in America. Um, and, you know, I, I, we wouldn't normally spend time talking about somebody's tour ending, but with Mariah, it just feels different. I, I feel like we have got to see the first steps of somebody who is going to be a big deal in women's wrestling. And that's always cool. You know, I think people love that. People love to be the first one to say a wrestler is great, right? You know, I still, I still like, take pride for for calling that Yuya is going to be a goat, and he's not yet, but he's going to be. You know, what I mean, like I, I yeah, it's very yeah. I, go on. <laughs> yeah, um, but I just like people love to be the first one to discover like the wrestler X is awesome. Um, so getting to see a wrestler do a tour in stardom where they emerge as this like highly touted prospect, somebody who a lot of people will probably have her in the conversation in a few years time with like Jamie Hayter and Bianca Belair as the best women's wrestlers in that kind of part of the world. I think that's really cool to have seen that kind of blossom in front of her eyes. Yeah, totally. I think that's like, um, there are a few better, foreign wrestlers to come through stardom like especially like potential wise especially um because we, we didn't even see like uh, like she was great on her in her past nine months with Starb, and you could still notice that it's like she has more to go like she she still has room to grow um and she still has room to be even greater than she is now and yeah i mean uh obviously we'll miss her a lot and i just think it's it's great that you know she I think it's I think it's great because looking back at you know when Mina came in with Zaya and Mariah and Zaya did not have the best uh, track record you know she didn't have the most fan um, support from the West at least and you know you look at Mariah and you look at Zaya and you're like okay there are just two white girls that are here now because Starm likes to do that and you know you didn't really think much of it and then you know I think you first like. In her first match, you're like, okay, I, I could see it. I could see it with Mariah. I mean, Zaya's still Zaya, but I could see it. And then from there, it was just like a takeover, basically. Like, completely. Um, to the point where it's like, she went from someone that, you know, not a lot of people know the name of specifically, or, you know, not a lot of people were, like, specifically expecting much from her, uh, let alone a nine-month tour where she won, won the Goddess Championship and everybody, like, kind of loved her. Uh, like, that's great. I'm happy for her, and I'm happy that we got to see her in stardom for nine months. Yeah, it's fun. And, you know, if she ever comes back, you have a lot to play off there because, you know, I feel like she wants to come back. And if she ends up in AEW, I mean, there's a world where she does work the occasional show, the big show, uh, just because, you know, if if AEW can let people work New Japan, why can't they let them work stardom, you know? But, you know, like, yeah, Riho was doing that at one point, And, I mean, it was WWE, but Tony was doing that uh, in WWE. But that was WWE UK, so that's a bit different. Um, I, I am hopeful she comes back at some point. Um, I, I don't think that this is, like... Unless she gets signed to WWE, I am pretty confident that at some point she'll wrestle in the Star Ring again, even if it's a couple years down the line. Um, that's kind of why I'm, at this point, hoping she goes to AEW. <laughs> because, like... If and this is kind of what what I was like qualifying it as is if she isn't gonna be back in stardom within a year, um, I need AEW to like, you know, scoop her up so that she a isn't stuck in the Brit Rest Indies, because 
that girl is too good for that. Um, and B isn't completely away from any possibility of ever wrestling in Japan again. So um, that's kind of where I'm at. But, you know, I, I don't know. I, I'm just happy I got to see her wrestle in Star for so long. She was great. Yes, she was she was pretty fantastic. Um, I suppose beyond that then, there has been a lot of news over the past few days. Uh, stardom is like the walking wounded to a degree right now. Mm-hmm. So it was announced that Starlight Kid was off the GP final. So she got kind of roughed up uh, in the New Blood match, uh, the, the tag title match where she got pinned. I think Sonny took to the boards to say she actually got hurt on the Legends pay-per-view and has been gutting through it was since it, then on a bad angle. It was angle. either the Legends or the Dream Tag. I don't remember. Oh, I think it was Dream Tag, actually. Yeah, okay. that's... Because, yeah, it was, it I got was one of the pay-per-views. too, yeah. Yeah. Um, she got hurt on an Asai Moonsault in that match and has been working through a bad ankle, but it, it kind of got the better of her. She was very visibly, like, hurt um, in, the, in the New Blood Tag title match. So her versus Mayu ended up being off. She is off of Tag League. Um, she is joined by Natsupoi. It was announced that Natsupoi has suffered the same injury as Utami, a cervical hernia. Uh, she has also been pulled from Tag League. So the list of stardom wrestlers that's injured now is Saya Kamatani, Utami Hayashishita, Natsupoi, Starlight Kid, Momokogo, Aya Sakura, and Komo Momonami who got injured and has not debuted yet. Uh, yeah. And that's just like, of... just like away from ring injuries. Like that's not including Azumi, who's kind of taken time off this weekend. Um, well, she has a match this weekend, but like there are wrestlers who are very clearly hurting that they're kind of like not resting. Like they're not saying they're resting them, but they're clearly not, uh, <laughs> you know, around going to be around as much for the next couple of weeks until tag league to make sure that they don't further injure themselves um yes yeah they um i don't know they've uh they, they gotta do something <laughs> um yeah azumi is off the house shows this weekend but is doing pay-per-view match so she she's somewhat healthy but they must just be resting her um maybe giving speaking her, of her the injuries, anniversary off since that's a Sarah. yeah maybe <laughs> I guess. Um, the injuries have caused a lot of changes to Tag League. So Tag League is now... Let's see here. Did I get the things? No, I don't think I did. I have like 50 things open. There's been so yeah. many different things. I'm trying to like find them all. Um you know, we can come back to this in a second. Um, <laughs> what I know is that Utami has been pulled from the Natsu Samire anniversary show. Uh, so that is now Veni versus X. So there's no confirmation of who that is, but it's Veni versus X. And I'm sure it's going to be somebody pretty cool. Um, they have added the Sakura Hiroda and Itsuki Aoki versus Hazuki and Koguma match. I'm um, so loving that. Yeah, Hiroda and... Um, Koguma is is just a pairing oh, it's also, that I never it's knew also, I needed. Uh, Kusei Sakura Hirota. So I imagine she'll be dressed as Sumire. Um, oh my god! So yeah, that that's the bit. I mean, she'll be dressed as somebody because uh, that's what that's what that is. Because um, they they specifically build her as as Kusei Sakura Hirota, which 
always means something. Something's something's cooking. Something's cooking with, with Sakura Hirota. She's going to be dressed as somebody. It's going to be something crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's um, that is always a cause for concern is when she dresses <laughs> up. But you know what? We're here for it. Um, I mean, the other match that was added. Jumire isn't too tall to where she has to wear stilts and fall over every two seconds. <laughs> that is true. Um, the other match that's been added is a white shirt battle royal. It's uh, We Are Back, White Shirt Carnival Full of Sexy Wrestlers. This is involved. It's wave style. Uh, it's not cosmic style, yeah. just so y'all know. Uh, this involves Mina Shirakawa, Saya Ida, Mai Sakurai, Wakaskiyama, Chairman Ram, All Caps Saki, Chaniota, Chi Chi, and Zones. So the first Chaniota? ever crossover. Yeah, the first ever crossover involving Stardom and the Evolution Girls is a white shirt battle royal. Where um, if you get thrown over the ropes, I think you get sprayed with a water gun. Uh, yeah. How how are we feeling? Uh, you know, I'm happy to see Chan Yoda again. I haven't seen her wrestle since she came back. I mean, she won't really be like wrestling, wrestling. I mean, it'll, I mean, it'll be like a, it'll be a white t-shirt battle royal. So, <laughs> but you know, yeah, yes. that'll be cool. Um, do, um, do you want me to run through the new teams for for uh, Goddess League? Because I have them up here. Oh no, I can I can do that now. Um, okay, cool. I just want to. We can finish up on the Natsu thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This this decade of Queens show it did sell out, so they've added tickets, and they've also confirmed that it will be on Stardom World afterwards. So it's not going to air live, but it will be on Stardom World, which means we will get to see all the cool matches, including that one with um, it's like Takumi, Rina, um. Mashta, that is, and Natsu Samira and stuff like that. Um, so, tag league teams now. It is Red Goddess, Natsuko Tora, and Momo Anabe. Araka has been kicked from the tournament entirely to make room for uh, this team. We have Risa Sera and Kurumi Hiragi. That remains unchanged. We have Mina Shirakawa and Waka Skiyama, which I think is unchanged. Um, there is Suzu Tazuki and Mei Sera. We have Saeeda and Hanako swapping blocks. So they were in Blue Stars, but they're Wait, in no, the Red uh, Goddess now. Oh, yeah, Saeeda and Hanako. Yeah, I thought you said something else. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we have Siri and Saki Kashima. And then we have Julia and Tekla uh, rounding out the Red Goddess block. In the Blue Goddess, it's Amisori and Lady C, Azumi and Mido and Saki, Tam Nakano and Yunamis and Mori. So that's kind of the big change is Yuna and Ami were teaming, but they've now been split and they are teaming with other people. So it was meant to be Lady C and Utami, but it's now Lady C and Ami Sore. Which and it to was be meant fair, to be Tam and Natsupoi. Yeah, Tam and Natsupoi, uh, but now it's Tam and Yuna. To be fair, I think Natsupoi not being in this tournament is kind of cooler. Because I really did not like her not teaming with her fellow tag team champion in it. Like, I thought it made no sense. Uh, so Tam and Yuna makes more sense as a team, and Natsupoi just not being in it. Obviously, it's a shame she's injured, but yeah, I, I am more interested in Tam and Yuna as a team in Tag League than Tam and Natsupoi, just because it's, you know. I, I well, don't, you know. <laughs> what can we do? Um, rounding out the Blue Goddess block, it's Mirai and Mai Sakurai, uh, FWC, who have also jumped blocks, and Mayu Ubatani and Hanan. And Micah and Megan Bain. 
And uh, yeah, during the press conference uh, for this, Micah was kind of saying, hey, I might be holding you back. I'm sorry if that's the case. I'm, I'm, I'm very down about this five-star loss. And Megan was like, you're one of the best. Get your shit together. We're going to win the tag league. And I thought that was cool. So, Yeah. Also, they got some names for some of these teams. Uh, some of them, you know, are like Crazy Star for Suzume. That's fine. Um, my favorite is undoubtedly Eye Contact, which is Mayu and Hanan. Uh, and the, do you know mm-hmm. how they got this name? Um, no. It is. So because Mayu is the icon and Hanan is the future icon, they are the icon tag. So they are eye contact. That's incredible. It? It's icon tag, eye contact. Yes. So yes. eye, like physical eye contact. Yes. I, I really love that yeah. name. I was telling Scott about it. I was like, isn't this such a dope name? He's like, yeah, that's pretty cool. I like it. <laughs> okay. Um, Stardom has announced that. Uh, well, Stardom didn't announce this. So I don't actually know who announced this, but Pumi. Formerly of Gato Move. Do people remember him from Gato Move? He uh, Wait, used who? to do commentary. Pumi. No, I do not remember him. Really? Yeah, he uh, he probably owns a promotion in Thailand now, but he used to do commentary for oh, Gato Move. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I know him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I was thinking of Yeah, he was... He was uh, everybody loved him. He would just be like, fighting spirit. She's showing great fighting spirit. And we were all like, hell yeah, man. You go, girl. Um, so anyway... <laughs> He mentioned that uh, Stardom will be taking part in the uh, Bushiroad Expo and Bushiroad Card Fest in Bangkok in October 22nd and 21st. Oh, so that's what Cosmic Angels are there for. Yeah. And Waka. So, um, so Stardom can starting that expansion into Southeast Asia, kind of like people have been expecting. They've, they've kind of said they would for a while now. So this is the start of that. Um, other announcements. Let's see. There, there was so much. <laughs> um, there's been so much happened. happening. Uh, it, nobody. Yeah. Saw it. Um, no. Very sad. Um, that had to be changed as well because everybody is getting injured. Um, yeah. Yuki Kase broke her leg, su- supposedly, and is. Uh, oh, I thought, going I thought to she just like kind of hurt her leg, and she is not getting surgery because if she kept wrestling, she would have had to get surgery. Um, I don't know. One of the one of the places that changed said that she broke her leg so i'm just kind of going with them oh that's sad yeah broken leg is insane Akari yeah is also injured uh and you know she's not been around the storm for a while but it's rough in the joshi world right now mm-hmm. um you know people have been uh coming up with so much mad shit for why uh stardom has had this injury bug and um I wasn't sure if it was worth diving into, but it, it is definitely I, I like one part of it is probably worth diving into. Um, is that kid called for a change for the for the five star um, going forward in some way? Yeah, uh, just vaguely, because kid likes to do that. She likes to uh, pioneer vague causes that she doesn't really elaborate on. Um, very similar to Julia. Julia also does that. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, so there's been like ideas of like how to reduce injury and fatigue and whatnot. Uh, obviously, last year with the 26 uh, person block or 26 person tournament, um, there were no injuries, uh, and I think part of that is because uh, they they didn't they it was first of all they had almost entirely tournament matches. It wasn't like they were doing 
shows where they didn't do tournament matches and they were just on the shows for no reason doing like tag team matches against you know like main event tag team matches or whatever um there was also a lot more cushion like it's very hard to get injured in a match against momokogo not 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 very hard but like it's not as easy as in a match against julia uh and people who are wrestling at julia's uh you know julia's work rate every single match like that's probably what caused it there were more nights off there were a lot more nights off it was very noticeable last year people were just not try against half of the block um whereas you didn't have that luxury this year so i mean i kind of expected that they wouldn't do 20 n just because it cuts out so many people um and it's kind of unnecessary in some ways so i i didn't think they would ever do the 20 again but i think this year with so many people ending up kind of getting hurt i i definitely don't think they'll ever be back to it so i don't know um to, like you know to me i'm always surprised there aren't more injuries because uh the style stardom works is very intense like there's a yeah. lot of big big moves that they take every night it's very athletic like and then you're Not... traveling a lot as well they go yeah. everywhere like if you're going out to gifu and back to tokyo and out to Osaka, and you're training in between, and you're wrestling, like, your body is definitely going to have that wear and tear, and, like, AJW is probably the, the, the big go-to here, because that was the walking wounded. If you look at the alumni list of that company, there are so many people who flamed out after two years from injuries. I mean, like, and you, everybody. you think about it, this this tournament does kind of remind me a lot of AJW, because um, the only reason Manami Toyota is, like, considered a legend is because she got her big break when Akira Hokuto fucked her leg up in the middle of a tournament she was meant to win. Um, so it's like, I do think it's interesting that, uh, this is back to like the Suzu situation, but it's interesting that they didn't go full tilt with Suzu like they kind of did with Minami Toyota. Uh, you know, Minami Toyota didn't beat Bo Nakano in 90, but like, I don't know, that's besides the point. But yeah, like, this is very AJW-esque. I was going to bring up uh, in that New Blood tag, I was watching it near the end. And I was like, huh, like Azumi really hasn't been in the last five minutes of this match. I wonder what happened. Because um, I was just watching it and I was enjoying it. But, you know, I wasn't picking out every single thing that happened. Turns out she just took like the nastiest neck bump of all time and just didn't return to the match. Uh, oh, nice. And I forgot that happened. Like that, that is that is the issue. <laughs> is that like I was watching that match and I was like, oh, what happened to Uzumi? She's been out for a while. And then I like went back a little bit. I was like, oh yeah, she just fucking died. Uh, that's great. Uh, and that's just stardom. Like that's just how they work. And that is a bit concerning sometimes. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, this is an ultra competitive environment. You are there's five people waiting to take your spot at any one time and that's going to lead people to push themselves farther than they probably should so you know uh, i i'm always surprised as i said there this doesn't happen more often because in ajw where you had a similar you know competitive environment and a very heavy schedule people there were always fucked up like they were and the amount of people who retired young due to injuries was huge so like with stardom, this all happening at once is kind of like, yeah, that that's to be expected. I mean, Natsupoi takes some hellacious, hellacious bumps, 
uh, Utami no-sells these Germans, but that still probably hurts your neck to land like that. Yeah. Um, you know, Momokogo, she's a beaten post, so she gets beaten around, and that's definitely going to hurt. So, yeah, I think this stuff is just going to happen sometimes, and you probably could ease it off by not doing the two pay-per-views a month in the midst of a GP, but that's just what they do. That's what they have to do. they got to make that money, so... See, but that's the thing. I think that's the argument. Is that that's not what they have to do. They do not need to do that. <laughs> well, Bushi like, Road would disagree. Like that's the issue yeah. here. I don't think Rossi wants to do two pay per views a month. He's clearly creatively stretched, given he's trying to come up with these weird ideas to sell gimmick pay per views now. But you know, they need that extra revenue because they're a publicly traded company, and uh, all of their other kind of endeavors are currently. A bit iffy because they're doing a lot of R&D to try and like build the next new great card game or whatever. So um, I think the, they're, they're relying on stardom and New Japan to just keep pushing but, and but that's the thing. making I think that, money efficiently. I think New Japan, it's, it, the issue is, is that New Japan does get these, uh, these situations. And I mean, but also, as, a, as somebody who knows a little bit about New Japan, I will say this is not a stardom exclusive issue. Um, New Japan gets weeks off in between tournaments. Uh, like the G1, they had a couple weeks off uh, before they you know, had to um, come back for destruction. The juniors all had off on throughout the G1, and then the heavyweights had off during uh, the, what's it called, the best of super juniors. But there was discussion from Hiromu, specifically, you know, ace of the division, saying that, like, they're lucky that everybody didn't get fucking injured in the best of super juniors because they were running so fucking often. And the tournament was like 10 hellacious matches in 25 days, you know, not even. Uh, and it's like, you got to give us a break. Like you can't, you can't be running us like this. We're going to all get hurt. Uh, so this is like a Bushi road issue. They are like, this is a, a, not the first time that someone has been like, Hey, maybe we should like, you know, figure out a way to not all get hurt during these tournaments. Um, <laughs> and that's the second time this year I'm talking about. That's not even like second time in like, re- like that's this year. That was a few months ago. So yeah, it's, it's an issue all around because people were kind of comparing it to, to G1 in that it's like, Oh, Starm has a huge pay-per-view this weekend. Uh, and the G1 had three weeks off afterwards to like, let their people recover. Uh, but it, it's it's bad all around. It's bad all around. Let's let's make that clear. <laughs> yes, definitely. Um, but you know, that's just uh, where we're at, I guess. Um, let's see what else happened because I know there was more. Um, five star GP award winners. Um, if anybody cares, we had a skill award going to Azumi. She said this is her fifth year in a row getting an award. I don't think it's this specific award. I think she's it just is gotten this, awards. I'm pretty sure it is this specific award. It is. Wow, that's incredible. Uh, fighting Spirit the, Award. Their best technical wrestler gets the same award every fucking year. It's very yeah. Uh, the Fighting Spirit Award went to Natsuko Tora. Uh, Natsupoi got the Distinguished Service Award, which oh, uh, I don't think that's the name. You are wrong. I talked. I so. am wrong. She she got the Outstanding Performance Award once, uh, oh, Fight Spirit no. Award once, and the Technique Award three times. So this is a, that that's right. why I got confused. Um, but yeah, I think she's one of the only wrestlers to get all three awards. I would imagine. Mm. That's kind of incredible. Um, Natsupoi got the Outstanding. 
performance award. Uh, she showed up late in a granny cardigan. Quite an interesting fit. Um, Micah and Mariah got the Blue Stars Best Match Award for their match on the final day. Uh, Hazekin Suzuki got the Best Match Award for the Red Stars block for their match on the, uh, the Sendai show the week before. Micah got the runner-up trophy and Suzu got the, uh, the main trophy. Um, on another note, there has been uh, a full card announced for the October 15th Ota Ward pay-per-view. Uh, this is the Tag League opening day show. Uh, the card for this is Mirai and Mai Sakurai versus Tam Nakano and Yunamis Mori. We have Micah and Megan Bain versus Ami Sori and Lady C. Mai Utani and Hanan versus FWC in probably the biggest match of the blue block. Um, Wait, Mina that? Shirakawa, uh, Mayu and Hanan versus FWC. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I just didn't hear the first team. Um, we have Mina and Waka against Sai, Ida, and Hanako. Uh, Suri and Saki Kashima versus Natsuko Tora and Momo Anabe. And Suzuki and Mei Sarah versus Risa Sarah and Karumi Hiragi. So uh, Suzu versus Prominence is kind of a big draw there for Ota Ward. And the main event is a singles match, special singles match, no title on the line. Julia versus Michiko. From great. Miyagi is back, baby. She returns from from uh, exile, <laughs> from banishment. Yeah. Um, first time in three years and ten months. Uh, ain't that crazy? Incredible. Uh, it is. It's, it's, it's pretty it's, wild. It, it's pretty funny how like every wrestler who uh julia does dirty um returns to stardom gets their ass beat by julia and either gets booed or apologizes like there's no <laughs> like every time julia is always the asshole and it's always they either have to apologize or they get booed and it's crazy but here we are indeed um it was also announced that on the Fighting Spirit Unleashed show, um, I think it's later this month, I cannot get the exact date 28th, anymore. Yes, uh, it is Haiyan challenging Julia for the New Japan Strong Women's Championship. Um, I had put Haiyan's name forward a few times because she retweeted one of the posts, and I was like, oh, she must be on the show. So there we are. It is Haiyan versus mm. Julia, and I, I'm into that. I think Haiyan is pretty good. Um I'm surprised she hasn't signed already, to be honest with you. Yeah, I actually, they kind of like did a, a kind of switch up with me because uh, Hyan's a very proud Texas uh, wrestler, right? She's very, very prominent yeah. in the Texas scene. So when they announced that there was going to be IWGP match in Texas, I was like, oh, maybe they'd run her there instead because that would make more sense. And then they're like, nah, we do it exactly what you thought in the first place. And I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. So that was fun. Um, that'll be a fun match. Uh, it, it, Better yeah. be because the other match is Eddie Kingston versus Aaron Hernare. So, um, Jesus Christ, <laughs> yeah, don't want to see that guy very much. CMLL carry in this card and then the oh, Joshi, yeah. yeah. Um, speaking of Texas, Mayu Iwatani will be defending the IWGP Women's Championship on the uh November 10th New Japan Lone Star Shootout in Garland, Texas. So, the, the both of the belts exist again, and I imagine. Mercedes will challenge for one of them because that is yeah. that's her only thing to do. John Moxley and Mayu Utani on the same card is kind of crazy. I'm gonna be real. Like just thinking about that for a second, it's gonna be dope. Do you do you think he would know her? Like, do you think John Moxley has ever come across? A you stardom? know what's funny is that like it's possible. 
because Moxley's a weird. Like wrestlers are so weird. Like, did you know that Eddie Kingston's like a Konami fan? That's that's very Eddie Kingston. Exactly. That's what I mean. Is that's just like like I I could imagine randomly like just talking to to John Moxley's like, yo, have you ever heard of fucking Mayu? She's crazy. Like just out of nowhere. It's like wait, what? but at the same time, it's very possible that he doesn't. <laughs> yeah. Um. In just rounding up what's happened over the past few days, uh, the match involving Stardom Talent at the uh, Crush Gals anniversary show went to a draw. It was Hazuki, Takumi, and Chiro Hashimoto wrestling to a 15-minute time limit draw with Siri, Mayuki, and Yu. Uh, this is in a sold-out 2,600 spectator uh, Yokohama Budokan. So the Crush Gals still a Boy, draw 18 star. years after their last uh, appearance together. So... My Still favorite part strong. of since I since we haven't gotten to see the Crush Gals show, my favorite part of the Crush Gals anniversary is a uh, Mio Momono and Rico Kawahata doing all of the choreography to all the old Crush Gals songs, uh, in pajamas in the dorm, uh, and post them on YouTube. It was very funny. Uh, <laughs> and then there was a, a video like a day later. Um, there there was a video like a day later of Chigusa like correcting Rico's dancing. And Rico's like a professional dancer, and Chikusa's like, "Nah, you doing it wrong. Come on, c- get over here, get over here. Let let me show you how to how to work." And I thought that was very funny. So, shouts out to the Crush Gals and to the Marvelous Girlies and to everybody. That sounded like a fun show. I hope I see it at some point. Yeah, I'm actually surprised we haven't heard anything about it airing at all because <laughs> um, I sound like a doll now. But who knows? Maybe it'll just be like a DVD exclusive show to um like it'll become the holy grail buy it yeah possibly you know there's there's a lot of stuff like that which is crazy they sell 10 dvds and it becomes like like the one piece you gotta find it yeah (laughs) yeah um yeah i think we've got to all of the news um somehow but there's only 40 minutes i mean to be fair we did get in the gp winner and uh, like that but there was some newsworthy shows this weekend that still have to be discussed and a pay-per-view coming up so we have a lot of fun before we get into all that uh i do want to do the plugs because we didn't get to do the plugs today because it was so loaded um so yeah we're the five star network uh shouts out five star network i'm going to be on puro gems uh this month alex is on it last month and alex refused to talk about male wrestling i on the other hand didn't so i i talked about some late I talked about some All Japan. Uh, Peps forced me to talk about Big Japan. Uh, and we talked oh, about yeah. like Pure J. We talked about Pure J, which I was excited about. That was really fun. Oh, yeah. Um, that Kazuna Tanaka versus Chie Ozora match, unreasonably good. Like that like uh, that should not have been as good as it was. Like that was like genuinely uh, insane. Um, and yeah, we talked about some, you know, some Joshi, some Seedling, some Sendai, um, all that good jazz. And also, I was on Pedro's uh, show, The Plug, uh, this week with uh, Velke and Pedro, and we talked about uh, the five-star final, and about like Skeban, and about some TMDK stuff, because they're dope, and a bunch of other stuff for like three and a half hours. Um, so if you want to hear me That's talk endlessly with Velke... I think to like... Uh, yeah, you know, yeah, no, it, I felt bad at one point, because I realized it was like, it was like, this is mostly just me and Velke just like talking, like shop about the most uh, unnecessary things. We did not need to get into... Uh, Pe- Pedro, like I'm not saying that we over we talked over Pedro. Pedro was in it as well. Uh, but me and Velke, obviously, talk endlessly, and we talk about like Skabound and the business behind it and all that cool stuff. So if you want to hear that, this is why we don't out. let Velke near the show. 
anymore because you two just dump about your special interests for hours and it is it is something to behold quite frankly um but yeah i uh he's not allowed on anymore <laughs> um so uh we have three shows to review uh, the first of which was on September 29th. This was Fiberplex presents New Blood 11. Uh, this is at the Shinagawa Intercity Hall in front of 357 fans. I didn't even check to see if that was a good number, which is very bad on my part, I, I think. 360 is I, like very middle. I believe it's better blood. than where they were yeah. trending. I mean, it's uh, fine. I, will like, check. I don't think it's bad. Uh, New Blood 10. Uh, New Blood. 10, 361, okay. Yeah. <laughs> New Blood 9, 306. Okay, yeah, this is basically where they are anyway, I guess. Well, And New Blood 8 was 407. So, yeah, I mean, like, 300 to 400 is pretty much where they hit. Um, New, Blood, right. New Blood 8 was also coming right off of New Blood Premium, which was, like, their big one, so I get why they did a bigger number for that. Um, yeah. So they're kind of, yeah, they're kind of set into the somewhere in the 300s, which is not bad for a rookie showcase. Very true. Uh, this show opened with a three-way match. It was Hina beating Hanako and Kazuna Tanaka when Hina got a win with a Gato clutch over Hanako. Um, this was pretty short, honestly. I, I kind of didn't even realize it went seven minutes. I just kind of ended. Yeah. Um, but Kazuna, Kazuna Tanaka was the real standout. Um, she just had that oomph that wave trainees tend to do where everything she does hits really well. And I'm like, hell yeah. Yeah, I, I love Kazuna. I, I love that uh, Kazuna like got into this match believing in generation consciousness, uh, where she was like, "Hey, Hanako, I don't want, I don't want to team up on the big guy. I want to team up with with my with my classmate right here." And by the end, uh, her and Hanako were beating the fuck out of each other outside the ring after the match. Uh, <laughs> that's that's how that's how generation consciousness get goes in in Joshi wrestling. Uh, but yeah, I thought this was you know it was pretty nothing, but. You know, you, you kind of see like highlights from Kazuna there, and you know, Hina and Hanako are just kind of wrestling pretty uh, bare bones. But I thought Kazuna, every time she gets a chance to kind of show herself to a new audience, she really delivers. So, yep. All right. Uh, the match after that was Rocka beating Lady C in six minutes with a freezer bomb. Um, yeah, it was all right. This was better than it should have been, considering that I know both of them are incredibly unmotivated right now. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. So it's like you know, for that I was like, you know what, this was solid. Like I, this was, this is the best I expect out of an unmotivated Ruaka because I don't expect anything out of an unmotivated Ruaka. So um, you know, I was happy with it. Uh, Death taxes, Ruaka beats Lady C. And the shame. Uh, the next match was a three-way match. It was. Them, so it doesn't matter. That's fair. That is fair. Uh, it was Tekla beating Waka Skiyama and Sexy Dynamite Princess. Uh, Tekla won with a poisonous something drop um, in the six minutes. Uh, the yes. buttery scary compass. It was, it was revealed partway through that Sexy Dynamite Princess was actually Mariah May. Who dun, could dun, dun. have guessed it? Uh, Tekla got a real overhaul. She had a remix to her she theme. She incredible. Um, she does. I, I'm loving the hair down. I'm loving the frizz. Uh, the gear is great. The remix theme is like slightly better than it was because um, she just kind of added in a few more like riffs. It's kind of cool. Um, so yeah, a real overhaul here from Tech Club, but it all worked. Uh, she's she's killing the game. And this match was so funny. It was. I funny. cannot. 
it you know it's so insane to me that the cosmic rules match missed the mark so badly the first time because they have mm. done this type of comedy so well ever since but yeah. like they completely missed that first time with the cosmic rules. yeah i even, like, I even thought the second one was like an improvement and this was like what it wanted to be you know what i mean um that was like really funny i loved the the kind of like comedy in it where it's like because mariah or sexy diamond princess kept going oh i'm sexy and tech was like tech in japanese is like oh you're sexy oh yeah yeah you're sexy and like the crowd just pops because it's like tech just like in a kind of like defeat it was like yeah you are sexy that's true <laughs> and i i love that i love all the all the points in this match um did we figure out if i could say the c word on air i think you i i mean like i would Can say, you say it, it for um... me because i think that was like the highlight of the match mm. was the punting the what was the... it you called it the, oh the cunt punt yes was that it yes classics. yes because classics she was she was kicking her in the dick, but she does not have a dick. So it was. And I loved because yeah. they did that spot way worse in DDT the other week. Um, <laughs> but this spot was so funny because for whatever reason, Sexy Die by Princess had a uh, steel crotch that could not. That was not. Uh, you can't. You can't hurt her by kicking her in the crotch. Um, but then Tekla demasks her and punts her um and she just sold it like it was the worst pain she's ever been in and i loved it then tecla did that to waka too and hit the finish and won um and that's not even counting the that's not even speaking of the time that they just kissed each other repeatedly for reasons uh at six time my princess like got knocked out like tecla kissed her and she just passed out and i was like that's crazy okay we're here yeah I thought Waka was like low key the best part because she was trying to go with the sexy dynamite princess stuff, and it's just such a such an odd visual seeing yeah. Waka do that, like her she doing did the, the very worst Bronco Buster ever. Yes, the very stiff attempt at a Bronco Buster, and I was like, that is so Waka core. Oh, I cannot she, even. She did a terrible Bronco Buster, and then she got off, and then she went up to her and just like crotched her, like just fucking like thrusted into her face and it was stiff as hell like she looked like she knocked her out <laughs> oh man what a weird match to just like dissect but it was very funny i enjoyed it i thought, oh, I thought yeah. it was great no it, it just Good like comedically Good it worked for sexy dynamite princess yeah uh she did hand the 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 mask to waka after the match so maybe there is going to be a, a lineage of the sexy dynamite princess which would be very funny um oh that's one thing we match missed. after that uh mina teased a new member oh yeah shit there was so much i knew we missed something um so mina shirakawa said um well i think waka said she wanted the challenge from the new blood tag belts and she put forward uh momoka hanazono but Mina said, I've actually been planning on getting us a new member for Club Venus, but it's a Japanese member, and they've already been on New Blood. That kind of narrows it down to um, it's like a handful that people are expecting. Uh, Marika Kobashi is the main one. I think people have settled on it's probably her. Um, it could be now Ishikawa, although I don't think that's very likely, considering she was the Tam clone. She has ties to Tam and Julia anyway. and prominence. And yeah, not... yeah. <laughs> not me. So, me, like, Club Venus wouldn't really be it. Um, 
I think Hanazono was also put forward, but she probably isn't Club Venus either. Um, I so I feel like it has to be Marika Hanazono Ancham. Oh, Ancham yeah. was the other one. Yeah, Kobashi. yeah, Ancham. I think Kobashi. I don't know. I think Kobashi she also fits speaks a bit English. more. It's... Yeah, but I could see Some her doing the dance. And I feel Thank like you. you have to be able to do the dance, or else what's the point? I don't know. Zeta was there. Uh, Jesse was there. Zaya was there. Only a few people have been able to do the dance. Waka is there. Uh, None of these people can do the dance. Okay, yeah, Zeno was fine at the dance. I, I meant to say Zaya, yeah. honestly. Jesse uh, also tried the dance, so it's, you know. Anybody could try the dance. Leave Jesse alone. Maybe Jesse out of this, okay? She's getting a match with Miyu Yamashita soon. She's That's a beast. That's true. I did see that. Yeah. Um, the next match, anyway, was a Kozen promotion assessment match. Tam Nakano beat Yunamizumori in 12 and a half minutes with a violet screwdriver. Um, this is kind of your standard, like, rookie fights up against a star match where. Uh, you know, Tam was like beating her down, and Yuna was like f fighting back and throwing hard slaps and stuff like that. It's not a match that's brand new to us as Joshi fans, no. but it's always kind of enjoyable. I will also say that uh, I have we've learned that Tam is at least better at some, at one thing compared to Natsupoi, and it is this sort of match. Because uh, I, I thought this yes. was like a way better use of Unimon's underdog. You know, and just like her her fiery comeback type of stuff, it was way better used than her match with. Uh, Poi, because I thought Poi, the Poi match was just not really, like, it didn't work, I think. Um, and this one did. I actually really, really like this match, relatively to how much I usually like Yuna and Tam in matches together. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, Yuna was throwing some lariats, man. They were slugging, and I, I was rocking yeah. with it, so... I was happy with The this. slaps the were pretty shooting, great, too. One other, yes, the slaps as well. But one other thing is that... I. I don't give a lot of praise to Tam in her modern iteration. I don't, I don't say that, oh, this is better now than it used to be. Her violet shooting, at some point, she has figured out how to do it. Um, it took like six years. But uh, nowadays, I, I thought that the violet shootings in this match, the knee the you know knee strikes were really good looking. So, shout out to her. So after the match, uh, Tam uh, confirmed that Yuna Mizumori has joined Cosmic Angels. She kind of didn't really play around. She was like, yeah, don't you don't make my face ugly. But I think you're ready. You've been working hard for months to, to join here in the group. And then Tam Nakano was dropping some life advice. I think she dropped her hardest bar ever. She was like, uh, what was it? I, I tweet this out. Oh, yeah. Work hard and die with all your might. That right there is prime Tam Nakano. This was that very... Is exactly her joining an idol group you know what i mean or it's like like yes. she this has this whole time has been a tryout and it's like now is the real test you motherfucker it's like oh boy yeah. that's a lot um you know got a new nickname that was what i took from this post match yes, good nickname too. um is uh, the most unsinkable in the universe yeah that's awesome i think that's great like uh you know, this whole thing has done well for Yuna in, in some ways. Like, she gets a cool new nickname. She earns this kind of underdog kind of vibe. Her uh, hair was crowd was behind her. <laughs> I liked I liked the hair. I won't lie to you. It it was different. It's different. That's that's one thing. Yeah. Certainly different. Well, you know, she, uh, she makes strong choices. Unsinkable Christmas pineapple now. That's That's what she is. Yeah, well, that's that's Unimon for you. But I, I thought Tom's promo here was great and really kind of 
put over just how hard you have to work to get into Cosmic Angels, which is always nice to see. Um, Unless they're so on that their was... last legs and you're a Sayoriano, uh, then it's very easy. Incredibly easy. Yeah, but I mean, you know, <laughs> that's 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 a renowned wrestler, Sayoriano, who would say no to a uh, multiple-time world champion. I, I don't know about that. Um from the Tamshin injection match to the Passion injection match, we had Nanai Takahashi beating May Sarah in 14 and a half minutes with a Queen Bee bomb. Um, this was like a prime 2019 marvelous match. Like this was not May Sarah, this was May Hoshizuki, um, yeah. and it was I had a great time. Yeah, I mean, uh, May got a little heat with me because she jumped Nanai like a second before her interesting theme got to the good part. Um, and the music cut off. I was like, "Man, why you got to do that?" I, I like the, I like that part. Um, but obviously, I knew that I was going to win, so I got to hear it later. Uh, yeah, I thought, and I've said this before. I think May Sarah's selling is like legit one of the best in the company. She is so good at selling. And when you're in there with Nanai, I think that's a huge, uh, you know, it's a way to make the match great. Uh, even though you don't really need to sell for Nanai because Nanai is going to make you sell. So, you know. Uh, yeah, I thought it was like really good. I thought I think that these passion injection matches usually kind of hover around the same spot where they don't really like shine any more than any other passion injection match, but it's varying levels of really good. Uh I thought this was like again a varying level of really good. I think that this match told me that there's gonna be a big payoff for the passion injection stuff when someone draws with Nanai. Um because they were getting there. They were at like fourteen thirty, I think, when when the match ended, and I think it's going to be huge when somebody ends up pushing a draw against the Nye, and that means the Nye doesn't have to end her series because we've kind of we've kind of looked at it that's like, oh, when somebody proves that they can beat Nanai in a passion injection match and has more passion than Nanai, Nanai doesn't really she can't really do the passion injection match much anymore. Um, so I think whoever they really want to put over against Nanai. Uh, can draw against her. I think that would be a pretty big spot for whoever it is. Uh, but yeah, I enjoyed this a lot. Uh, we get to the post mat, post the poi, the post match in a second. Um, but you know, you can talk about the match if you had any thoughts on it. No, I mean, I, I kind of just had that broad thought that it was a 2019 marvelous match because um, May was pulling out the cool shit, and it was just that kind of scrappy underdog versus pushed veteran kind of kind of uh, dynamic that I'm really into. Um, and yeah, the post match was kind of the standard Nanai fair. She was like, "Hey, you you got to go and you got to win now. You got to win that high speed belt. Uh, I promise I won't challenge you for it. So go ahead and win it." And um, May May Sarah, much like Saya promised to uh, wrestle her again after winning a belt. So I will say uh, this almost almost moved me to tears uh, when May and Nanai hugged and shook hands. Nanai just had this look on her face, like the proudest aunt in the world. And I just, like, it genuinely warmed my heart. Because obviously Nanai, like, you know, cares about younger wrestlers. I don't know if y'all know that. Nanai does care about younger wrestlers. But I, I just, I don't know, there was just, like, this feeling of, like, I don't know, you know how long they've known each other. You know, Nanai was always around when May was kind of uh, training and, and, you know, debuting and very early in her career. So there was just this real look in Nanai's face when they hugged that just looked so genuine, like, you're 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 gonna you're gonna be something and i just thought that was really sweet um so yeah first of two sweet and nine moments of the night 
Indeed, indeed. Uh, the next match, though, was a Future of Stardom Championship match. Rina beats Azusa Inaba in 12 minutes with a pink devil. Uh, this is her third successful defense. Um, you know, this is, this is an interesting match. I don't think it's, like, amazing, but it was good. Um, and really, when the combined age of these wrestlers is, like, 30, <laughs> that's really all you can ask for. Um did a lot of limb work and i thought that could have been interesting like it was the tail of two limbs because uh azusa was targeting the knee i think mainly and rena yeah. was targeting the arm because they both have submission moves in their arsenal so that was just kind of interesting they worked it like that but um yeah it was it was the kind of match where you're like you definitely could have done with a veteran to like completely lead it but you know this is a good rep for both of them yeah i think azusa's flaws were more noticeable because she had to work on top early on um and she doesn't have to do that ever uh usually she just gets her like big second half of the match and that's where everybody's like oh she's incredible and in this match the second half where she was kind of throwing her big stuff was incredible uh but and i think similar to tomoka early on there is kind of an issue with her early match before she gets into the like hard hits and the like real intense submission stuff uh azusa still is lacking there but after this match, I, I like looked online and I realized Azusa's only been wrestling for six months. I feel like she's coming up on like a year, but it's been like uh, she debuted this year, like in February or something like that. So relatively, <laughs> no notes. You know what I mean? Like, like just keep going. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I thought this was like a really fun match overall. I thought that it was really interesting that Azusa kept figuring out ways to kind of get out of the hydrangea or reverse the hydra like i thought that was great and then reno going for it one last time and then just immediately going and doing the gory bomb the pink devil and winning perfect like that's a very smart uh finish to the match and i really liked it um after the match Rena invited azusa to come be a fellow delinquent with her uh and they kind of hugged and shook hands so it looks like Rena like thing. put her over more yeah. than she's put people over before she was like hey you're 15 you've only been here for six months you were a monster and I didn't say that before this match because I didn't want to hype you up, but you are amazing. And she said, let's, uh, let's hunt hags together. So she was like, you know well, let's this, beat up the old ladies. You know what this makes me feel? Yes. Rina Azusa versus Tomoka and Hanan? Dream. Oh my god. Dream match. Incredible. Right like that, that's a um, match you could put on any show anywhere and it'll be like, I'm ready for it. Yeah, for sure. Um... After that, Rena, she shared a bit of a funny line. She was like, hey, the next New Blood is in Kansai. Usually I don't get to go there on tour. It's too far, but they have to bring me. It's New Blood. And she did name Hanako and Mio Masaki as potential challengers for that show. They're, they're from uh, the Kansai region. Yeah, I would not name Kevin because I feel like she's going to lose <laughs> if, if Mio Masaki challenges. Um, but, <laughs> so maybe keep that name out of your Especially mouth. Especially considering she didn't clever. lose the main event. Uh, it definitely leads yes. me to believe that Miu's probably winning the belt from Rina. Actually, um, I hope yeah, I, I hope Hina was... gets there gets the match first uh, before Miu wins it. But Miu's probably going to win it. Possibly. Um, but yeah, I, I thought this was um, this is kind of match where I went. This is what New Blood is meant to be, and they will pay. This will pay dividends in the future because much like Tomoka and Hanan have a built-in rivalry, if they ever want to do it. Azusa and Rina have a built-in relationship. Uh, there's a few other wrestlers, kind of young wrestlers on the scene now that have built-in relationships with stardom wrestlers just from having appeared on New Blood. 
but also you're getting these reps in big matches and that can only help people like in an ideal world new blood is going to pay off so much down the line just based on what they're doing now um and i'm kind of interested to see how that develops over time i also think rossi was like uh, almost uh a genius like not even a genius like a great foreteller um for starting new blood when he did because since new blood has began uh, one of the greatest rookie generations <laughs> in recent memory has begun uh, in Joshi, like across Joshi. So, you know, uh, getting to see Kazuna on here, uh, hopefully Hanoka comes back, Moran's around on here. I hope the Evo girls can show up one day. Like, crazy foresight from him. Because, <laughs> like, he just stumbled uh, across this idea of, like, oh, let's do some rookie shows that highlights people from, like, rookies from around the, the scene. And then all every company was like, you know what, we're going to have one, at least one insane rookie come out in the next year or two. So, great foresight. Yeah, this is something he's tried to do before. Uh, like, he was very much the brains behind the, uh, the All-Star Junior Festival that happened in joshi in like 96 98 maybe i can't remember the exact year but like uh, presenting joshi juniors as you know actual wrestlers and giving them a platform has been something he's tried before it just didn't really work last time because it came at a point where the scene had splintered so much yeah. that you 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 were just ajw rookies and gaia rookies basically yeah, um, not to dwell whereas... too much go ahead you, you can finish go ahead no, no, it's all right. I don't want it too much, but uh, it's wild that Marvelous is the only company that doesn't have like any rookie right now. That's like they just don't have a rookie. They they have Ihozan, who's been around for like four years now, maybe about four, like three. Like that's because like yeah. Marvelous historically has been like the company that trains really good wrestlers, e- even if it's not like they train main eventers. They have a pretty high hit rate of just like insanely competent wrestlers. Uh, and they just haven't lately in like years. Yeah, they got that new girl from Thailand, I think, to train, but she hasn't debuted yet. So she's like the last more one focusing, that I even know of. I think they're more focusing on bringing over Americans, but, you know. Yeah, they seem to be those. going for Marvelous USA again, that kind of idea, because um, I think I mean, Chigusa just really wants to expand, expand into America like that. And um, I, think, I think Sandra I like benefited greatly from her few matches in Marvelous. So it's not like, you know, it's it's nothing, but, you know, just a thought. Yeah, it's it's an interesting spot to be in if you're relying on foreign talent to beef up your card, um, especially if they're going to only last like a handful of dates. But I don't really know. Uh, I mean, they're bringing over like Gigi Ray and Promise Braxton, I'm pretty sure. So uh, that's for me. Like, I think they're, they're both also, awesome. So. They're also bringing over some dudes for Leo to wrestle, which is good for Leo. I know you don't really care, but Leo has needed like some variety in these Marvelous shows for a long time. Uh, that isn't just him getting beat up every like a couple times a year by a massive star. Uh, so him getting in some some good uh, indie names from America is going to be fun because they, they have some good guys coming in actually as well uh and yeah. you don't hear me praise a lot of male indie wrestlers in america but the people that i'm hearing that they're bringing in sound pretty decent so west coast best coast huh isn't yeah. that what they say right right um but anyway the main event of the show was a new blood tag team championship match hanan and saya Ida won the titles by beating karma and starlight kid 
and the team of Azumi and Miyu Amasaki. Hanan got the win over Starlight Kid with 17 in just under 15 minutes. Um, this was great. Like, this was genuinely a great tag team match. Everything you could want from a tag team match. Just high action, lots of drama, lots of big near falls. Like, you could put this in any company and it would steal the show. Like, no matter where oh, it is, no matter what the audience is, they would go, holy shit, that was great. 100%. Like, this is the Joshi you show people. You know what I mean? That's like, oh, you want to see some crazy shit right now? Like, without the, I mean, they did kill each other. Like I said earlier, uh, Zumi took a neck bump that was just the most disgusting thing you'll ever see. But uh, this was like that. This was the a Joshi match that you show people because it was just it was just 14 minutes of nonstop action. They were going at it, blink and you miss it. Like straight up, I was watching the show last night and I'm a bit tired. <laughs> I'm a bit tired right now. Uh, and I was a bit tired last night. I, I wasn't really feeling in the mood to watch a ton of wrestling. But this match specifically, like, forced me to, like, be fully invested. Because I would look at my phone for a half a second, I would miss seven things. I'd be like, okay, I can't. Nope, I need to. Nope. And I was just fully in it. And that is that is the tell of a really great high-octane match. And that's exactly what this was. Stars had some intel, though. Because those girls were trying to break kid's ankle like they were going to deep measures in this match uh hadan was just being a fucking asshole <laughs> she was just like stopping it she was just it was crazy i was like damn like kids actually injured you could you, you should probably like calm down a little bit um <laughs> because uh, they were stiff in her too it was it was insane uh kid was getting her shit rocked this match yeah, poor poor kid was uh, taking a beating, and she like very clearly hurt her leg at a point. It was actually her and Azumi were doing their like high speed stuff, yeah. and uh, kid just came up uh, very much favoring her leg. And that was there was still a couple of minutes of like high octane action left, so she worked a lot of the finishing stretch on that bum knee or bum leg, which is crazy. Um, but yeah, she like was very clearly hurt after an exchange with Azumi. Um, but, her, you know, her anatomy was good, obviously. Uh, the highlight of the match, though, was definitely the Saida exchanges, because yep. I think she was in there with Kid for a while. Mm. And uh, following on from the uh, Passion Injection match that Ida had, this crowd really desperately wanted Ida to win. She was getting very loud chants during that entire exchange. They were very into her. Um, I think it was almost a, uh, a strange decision that Hanan won the match for their team, given... Ido was so popular, but I don't think it really mattered. Interesting that I just thought about. This year has been the payoff of the Golden Generation. Because, like, Jamaica got the biggest crowd reaction in years at that first show in the tag match. Um, Utami in the cage match. Tommy and Saya. Saya's Saya's just Saya, so it's like she's always great and like she always, you know. Yeah. But you know, Utami and Saya in the cage match, Micah at the five star final, Ida on these new blood shows, like that core. Sorry, Mirai. That core. Mirai's not in it. But let's let's just call a spade a spade. <laughs> she's not in it. Um, that golden generation core really, like this year, has like just pay dividends because those like maybe they're not the most consistently popular wrestlers but you can pinpoint like some of the 
biggest reactions, some of the hottest crowds of the year in stardom. And, and most of them involve the the golden generation and they've all gotten their moments. Um, and I think I agree. This match was in part, this is like the second half of Ida's moment. Uh, Cause that, that weekend with her and Micah and her and Nanai, that was the first half. And this was like, really, this was Ida's time to shine. And I thought Hana was also along for the ride, which is great. Uh, I really like yeah. Hana's role as like, like early on, you kind of, I kind of noticed something where it's like Kid Nazumi went to square up. And Hanan kind of came in like, hey, I'm fucking here too, and started like going at it. And I've always thought of that very interestingly with Hanan because she's been around for almost the same amount of time as Kid, like I think a year or two later, um, maybe three. But, you know, like she's been around for a long time. She's only a year younger than Kid, than Azumi is. Uh, but she's always been seen as a very lower ranking wrestler than the two of them. So I kind of like them playing into the idea of her being like, no, I'm. I'm just as good as y'all. Like, I'm here too. We're not that far off in age, not that far off in experience, except for Azumi, because Azumi's a freak. And I really liked how Hanan kind of played into that. And I like that Hanan got her time with uh, with Kid as well. I love this match, if you couldn't tell. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I mean, I thought it was great as well. And I thought it was a really nice um, payoff to what they were doing with Ida. And it was a much needed payoff as well. I mean, you cannot have that post match promo with Nanai. You can't have people chanting her name and then not pay it off at the first possible opportunity. So, you know, even though she didn't get the win for her team, it was you still got that visual of her with the belts. And I think that was the important part. And everybody else in the match was really great and they built that tension really well. But you could tell the entire time that the audience wanted Wing Gory to get the win. And I think that really helped a lot for the finishing stretch. So you know, this is a great night for Ida and a great one for Hanan because, yeah, she gets to lead her team to the win. She gets another another title under her belt, uh, one of the few titles that she can conceivably win uh, at her age. So, you know, it was, it was a good one all around for, for the Stars duo there. Yeah, um, and after the match, Nanai came out and Ida yelled passion at her and Nanai yelled passion back at her. And they were kind of like, good job, man. And uh, Maysara also came out and congratulated Ida, and then on the other side of the ring, because everybody comes out at the end of of New Blood, obviously, and Mariah, who was seconding Hanan in this match, actually, I don't know if anybody noticed, she was seconding Hanan with Hanan's t-shirt on, uh, <laughs> and she got in the ring and hugged Hanan and was like, congratulations, and this was a whole thing. Uh, yeah, this was a really good show. I hate that these aren't streamed anymore, because like, I, I never really watched them live, but now I want to, and they're not. Do you know what I mean? Because <laughs> like these are great shows. Yeah. See, because they always happen on like a Friday or a Saturday, they were handy to just like tip away at over the weekend instead of having to squeeze it in on a Tuesday mm -hmm. or Wednesday, like we exactly. have to now. Um, like it was good to just be like, oh, it's a Friday, I have nothing else going on, or it's a Saturday, I will watch some of the new blood. Um, whereas now it's like, well, I don't get to do that. So it also pushes back yeah, the Corkin, for example. Yeah, um, yeah, that's not all. Like, shit like, like at all. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. It's uh, I I kind of said that because uh, the Stardom English account was like, oh, this is such a great show. This might be our yeah. best <laughs> New Blood ever. And I was like, well, man, maybe you should stream them again. I don't know. That'd be cool. So yeah, I. It's I also just like sometimes, like know? a match like this, being free on YouTube, would do wonders. Like maybe not wonders, but yeah. 
like I said, this is the this tag match was the sort of match that you just show a wrestling fan who doesn't really watch a bunch of Joshi because it was just so nonstop. It was just chaos. It was great, and I'm just like, man, like if this was for free on YouTube, this is the perfect match to be free on YouTube. It, it sucks that's not. Yeah, this is gonna go down as a hidden gem. I think you mm-hmm. know. I, it's weird to say stuff like that in in real time, but you know this is a new blood no, definitely. show. I mean, like as of now, Joshi. like I, I like a lot of people haven't been like talking about that main event, um, or the show in general outside of like some praise for Azusa because she's six months in, in and had like a very good showing as a singles wrestler. Um, but yeah, like even now, I'm just like, how is nobody talking about this? <laughs> yeah, it's it's like that's just how it is, um, and you know. It, it's kind of like it'll be like those uh, Japan tag title matches that we would have watched for VTG yeah. a little bit from like ninety one, ninety two, where in the moment you're like, oh, this is awesome. They never get praise, and now if you go back and watch it, they're like hidden gems. And I yeah. think this is going to end up a match like that where not a lot of people will see it, but those who do will go, holy shit, this this was worth it. So you know, um, we're yeah. we're going long already, and we have a lot to talk about, but. That is a great comparison because we have been asking for Japanese tag team titles in this company since this show started, basically. And they have. And that's awesome. Like, yep. <laughs> this um, is great. Yeah. I'm happy. This, this was our uh, Yoshida and Inoue versus uh, Hasegawa and yep. her tag partner. Debbie? Whoever. I think she, I think she cycled. Was it her that yeah. cycled or Yoshida? I can't it, remember. It was usually Debbie and Hasegawa. But yeah. I think she cycled in. Uh, a couple other wrestlers. Yeah, because I remember there was a few combos. But either way, this is it's our Yoshida that. and Hasegawa, but yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, that was cool. And yeah, the post-match promo was nice. Uh, Ida was Ida was like between crying and laughing. <laughs> Just enjoy yeah. it. It was like, yeah, you go, girl. But yeah, that was that show. Uh, next show to review. September 30th. Five Star Presents. Five Star GP 2023. Supported by SoftBank championship match this was in the yokohama budokan it had a sold out 2507 fans for all of 24 hours this was the highest attended show <laughs> at the yokohama budokan ever only for the crush gals to stomp it out the next day and the crush gals could have probably sold more tickets but they just did not have space so Aoki, uh, uh, thanks for the house homegirl that's so real of you hell yeah um he had the show starting with a battle royal. Uh, Suzu Suzuki won the battle royal. Probably should have been a tip off to what was going to come later, but better than oh most well. pre-show battle royals. That's all I like. Uh, it that. was it was fun. It was fun, which is more than a lot of them are. So the opening match then of the show proper was Hanan beating Mariah May in eight minutes and forty-seven seconds with seventeen. Uh, this is a pretty solid opener. Uh, had a good time. Uh, Mariah did the honors for Hanan as you'd kind of expect. Um, this probably got more time than it was destined to, which I was very happy about. Because um, it felt like destined to get like five minutes and then Mariah could just kind of like say a few words in Japanese and then have to dip. But they kind of let it, yeah. you know, let it ride a little bit. And I really liked that. I appreciated it. Um, yeah, this was, this was good. Again, who would have thought another great match from Mariah and from Hanan in this tournament, who were uh, pretty consistent throughout the tournament, considering they were undercarders going in. Like they were the two, you know, not questions, but. They were the two people who kind of expected to maybe be off days for other people, but they just forced so much great things in this tournament. 
and including this match it was really really fun um yeah i mean there were some like mm. trades like uh hanan started doing mariah's double overhand chops and she just does those now and i think that's kind of cool uh yeah i like this match yeah, the, the post-match was kind of the main part because yeah. Mariah May got to kind of speak and got to confirm that this was her last uh, show with, with Stardom for this tour. Uh, poor Hanan was a wreck. Uh, oh, Waka on commentary was a wreck. They were in bits. Uh, Mariah May dropped another hard line. There was a couple of hard lines this weekend when she said Mariah May was here. And that Which was, I always uh, think of probably like the, the best Bart way Simpson. possible. To... You know, like the, the yeah. spray paint. Like, I, like that's like, I don't know. I love Mariah May. She's great. I also think back yeah. to uh, our homie Scott's interview with her, where she said her her biggest goal, her biggest dream, is to be able to cut a promo in the ring, in Japanese, and hopefully get the approval of the Japanese crowd when she does so. So, like watching this, I actually did cry because I was just like, "Oh, homegirl got to do it. That's so sweet. I'm so happy for her. I'm so proud of her." Um, so yeah, shout out to Mariah May one more time. She's great. Yeah. Um, after that, then we had Momo Anabe beating Azumi in eight minutes with a Peach Sunrise. Uh, this was a good match, but it definitely lacked because they were both eliminated. So it was kind of yeah. just like they were both their eliminated. Usual and stuff. Also, Momo needed the win, so I was just like, you know, like I there wasn't a lot. Like usually, Azumi matches that are live usually can have a little bit of like a vibe to them, where it's like, oh, maybe she'll get it, and this one just didn't. Um, with that being said, they're great together. So. Like, it was pretty baseline, but, I mean, even the baseline is still pretty good. Uh, this is currently rated yeah. as, like, a top three match of the night on Gage Match. That's how baseline good they are. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't really disagree with that, to be honest. It was, it was pretty strong. Um, was anti-air. Also incredible. Uh, yes. She always does the kick out of the anti-air with, like, the, the triple jump. But she popped Azumi up when she was going for the Canadian Destroyer and just killed her. And I was like, okay, that's sick. Like, some of the, some of the stuff is really sick. Um, Azumi also took a neck bump on a kickout. Like, Momo kicked Incredible. out of a move. And Azumi blasted herself back and took a neck bump. I was like, homegirl, you have been wrestling for 10 years and you're 21 years old. You cannot be taking any more neck bumps than you need to. Please be, please don't do that. <laughs> please stop. Um, but yeah. Good match. Uh, yes, good match. And after that, then we had a Blue Stars block match. Sayori Ano beat Mina Shirakawa in 11 minutes with a small package hold. Um, I thought this was really good. Um, they watching it live once spoiled. I thought some of the the near were amazing. There was one oh, on yeah. I think the pot uh, that I was like, oh, that's it. It's over. Um, and it was over shortly after, but I thought it was over sooner. Uh, Mina was doing some really cool technical work; like she was, she was really going for it. Um, so yeah, I thought they had like a really good match that showed that down the road they could probably have an excellent match. Um, so yeah, I, I was into it. This was this was my favorite Mina match of the tournament, and probably my favorite Ano match of the tournament. Ano had a uh -huh. lot of matches that like kind of like kind of like brinked like on like great, uh, but then. Like just were like an inch off, um, and I thought this was like just barely great, if that makes sense. <laughs> um, so yeah, I thought this was like, and plus watching it live, like you said, I was vehemently in Anu's corner, so like I was like on the edge of my seat watching this. I was super in it. 
like you said, pottering was insane. It killed me. And I thought that the technical work was really well done. I like when there's someone to go hold for hole with Mina, right? Like that is, I've realized that's what I want out of Mina's matches. Cause I think we've seen throughout this tournament, a lot of wrestlers who weren't really doing that. And it felt like a styles clash for me between Mina and whoever they were, she was wrestling against. Um, and this one didn't, it felt like it was just like exactly what it was meant to be. And I liked that a lot. So um, yeah, I like this a lot. All right. Uh, that result eliminated Mina Shirakawa from the tournament. And let's set up our next match as a straight shootout to qualify for the final. It was a Blue Stars block match. Micah beat Mirai in 11 minutes with a Mishinoku Driver 2. Um, this was just two bulls rushing at each other. Uh, Mirai seemed like really comfortable and as if she was going to run down the clock and just go through with a draw. She had uh, she actually had the win in her grasp. Like She was, she was on the verge of winning. Uh, with the Miramari shock, only for Micah to reverse it and get a kind of out of nowhere Mishi driver to get the win. It was like, I loved the finish because it was just straight from Mirai going for her finish into a sudden Michinoku driver and Micah turning the tides completely. I love Micah's use of the flash Michinoku driver a lot because uh, of matches like this, where like the story of the match is like, can Micah win this match? within 15 minutes like that was the that was the story of the match because mirai just didn't ha just had to not lose and she would be through so i i really liked that's like they were kind of they they didn't get to the point where it's like oh it's 14 minutes and they i when did this one end this one was only 11 minutes 11 uh yeah like so they didn't they didn't push it because mike could just won right because of the mishinoka driver out of nowhere and like because of how protected that move is and because of how seamlessly she hits it and how it's just really like an out of nowhere move uh it just was perfect where it's like micah didn't even get close to having to uh go home via draw and she just was like nah it's over it's over 11 minutes and i thought this was super good i i definitely see them having a better match in the future uh but i i like this a lot yeah all right um with that result micah was through to the blue stars or to the gp final um, and we only had the Red Stars block to go. I think by now, most people were like, oh, they're doing Micah and Suzu, except for you, who was probably still holding on to hopes of Tam. But no, I was, our next the match... thing is, I was excited for a Suzu win. Like, I was rooting for it, but I knew that would cause an issue. So, like, I didn't want to see. see Tam versus Micah, but I wanted Micah to win, so I did. But I also wanted to see <laughs> Suzu. It was, it was just, I, I was conflicted. <laughs> okay. Uh, our match after that was a Red Stars block match. Ami Sore beat Siri in nine minutes with a uh, reversal of the Suzaku. Um, so this was another good Ami Sore match. She was up for it. She was uh, doing good tempo, and uh, I enjoyed it. But it was very forgettable. I cannot lie yeah. to you. I thought the early stuff was interesting, but they kind of lost me. And this kind of ended up being the weakest match of the tournament matches this show. Uh, just because it was just like, like you said, forgettable. I don't really remember much past uh, early on. Ami was just like chopping her and Shuri would try to get away and she just wouldn't stop. I thought that was a really cool spot. Uh, beyond that, I don't really remember much from this. That's fair. Uh, the result of that match blew the block wide open as Tam and Natsuko Tora now just needed to win to go through, which led to our next match, which was a Red Stars block match. Hazuki beat Natsuko Tora, eliminating her from the tournament in just under 10 minutes with the Hazuki Stral. Uh, I thought Tora 
was very clearly pulling out like every trick in the book to try and beat Hazuki, only for Hazuki to eventually persevere and get the Hazuki Stral. And it was a pretty good layout for this kind of match. Yeah, I thought this was great. Um, this was my favorite match. Not my favorite match of the night, this final was, but this was one of my favorite matches of the tournament. It's in my top five. Uh, I just loved this. It was exactly the match you want. Natsuko, it was interesting because Natsuko hasn't really had a match like this and she's gotten back. Because obviously she's gotten back and she's proved that she's really great still. And she is a great tag wrestler and she could still do a lot of the stuff um, that she used to be able to do. But she hasn't really had a match where like she showed off all of her old fast burst offense that I used to call it. Like the, the spear was sick. Like she just was running like constantly. She was constantly like doing these, these huge moves um, and doing them fast and doing them at like a really... Uh, you know, good tempo that's like, okay, this is like the match that you want to see on Natsuko. This was this is what I was waiting for in this tournament from her. Because I, I saw throughout the tournament that she was doing a lot of great stuff, but she really uh, I just really wanted to see one genuinely great match from her. And this was it. And I was super happy about it. Obviously, Azuki doesn't miss in singles matches on pay-per-view. Like, I'm pretty confident in that. I think she's had like one that wasn't great <laughs> since she's been back. So, you know, never never count out the buster. And yeah, really, really good. All right. Uh, then we had a... One, one, oh, wait, one more block. thing post-match. One more thing post-match. I, I, I'm sorry. Natsuko, because uh, Hazuki got the Hazuki stroll to win, and Natsuko got up. She dropkicked Hazuki, was throwing shit around, got out of the ring, uh, took her water, and spit in the female host's face, like the Bushiroad host girl. And the, the the host, she just looked at her and like was just like she she liked it and it was very strange. It was kind of homoerotic, I'm gonna be real. Um, but I, I was cool with it. It was it was it was a funny look for Natsuko to just be fucking all mad and then this girl's just looking in the crowd, just like looking at her like, Yeah, you spit in my face, but that's okay. And I thought that was very funny. Let's move on. All right. Okay. Uh we had a Red Stars block shootout then with Tam Nakano needing to win to go through. Uh, loss would send Suzu Suzuki into the final. Uh, Natsupoi secured the win for Suzu uh, when she beat Tam in 11 minutes with a fairy train. Uh, I thought this was a great match. Um, this is the kind of stuff that got us excited when they first teased a feud last year because they were having these like, really great interactions and tag matches. They were just like, throwing each other around. They were hitting each other. Um, obviously, the feud ended up being a bit hit or miss. But they obviously had good chemistry, and I think they More built misses. on that chemistry here. <laughs> I yes. thought this was probably um, the best match. Um, singles. Yeah, uh, I'd say so. I preferred it to the other ones, even though I will say the the finish and near the end it kind of lost itself. Um, but yeah, I thought the match itself, like Poi, I was genuinely starting to sympathize for her because she was just getting brutalized early on, and I really like that because I don't really care, you know, like like. She's not my favorite wrestler, so I, I it's hard for me to have like genuine sympathy for her and like suspend that disbelief. But I really did, um, and I thought that made this match really really good. Uh, Natsupoi, despite being canonically very dumb, is also a very smart wrestler. I think some of the sequences she did early on were just like really like well timed and well executed and very smart. So, yeah, good match, really good match. Yeah, no, great match. Uh, definitely some clunky bits. Uh, I think some of Natsupoi's like comeback spots were timed poorly. Like the her attempt at a spinny kick when Tam was doing a kick, and they kind of missed each other. But 
not to play kind of hit them. I was like, okay, you, you could have tried it a bit better there. But I, you know, even still, I thought that yeah, they did really well. I thought the first um, half of this match was like tremendous, and then the second half was not as good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and that set us up for our final, which was Suzy Suzuki beating Micah in 14 minutes with a Sky Twister press. So. This is a great match. I think the finals tend to start at like a higher gear than the normal match. They don't mm-hmm. like start at zero and build. They start at like the midpoint and go. And it's just always really fun. Like they were just started off just trying to get at each other and that kept going throughout the match. Yeah. Um I mentioned earlier that there was a moment in the Mirai match where I realized that this final would be an issue. Uh, when Micah kicked out of the clothesline from hell that she hit, and the crowd was just eat, like chanting Micah louder than they chant anybody ever, um, this match was just that, like the like most of the time, <laughs> like that that was the vibe of this match. Uh, and Micah and Suzu were fighting the fuck out of each other. They were beating each other up. I loved that. The double punches was a bit cute, but I liked it because you know I like it, it was cool. I, I respected it. Um, the superplex, the top rope superplex, which she doesn't pull out all the time. She does the second rope, but Mike hit the top rope superplex into the three amigos. Killer. Um, yeah, there's a lot of great stuff in this. Micah kicking out of the Germans, the locomotive Germans, was like one of the spots of the night because I was like, holy shit, like we, it ain't over, it ain't over, and then it was over. Um, Ten seconds later. But yeah, there was some great stuff in this. Like it, it was one of the best matches of the tournament. I actually think Micah kicking out of the Germans was the point where I was like, okay, they have one choice here. Um, yeah. Because that got the big reaction, and you could feel this like swell of, if Micah comes back now and gets the win, the roof is going to blow off this place. But instead... You got a big reaction for the Sky Twister press, admittedly, because like I didn't know Suzu could do that. <laughs> I don't think she's ever done it before. Um, this is not a move we see all that often in Joshi circles. I mean, Japrita Asari did it, and I think that might be it. So, so yeah, the move then, itself, it's, it's Naito's move, basically, <laughs> like that's where yeah. I associate it. And he can't hit it. The move like, with... he, like he canonically is in incapable of hitting that move to win tournaments which i think is very funny that it was used to win a bushiro tournament <laughs> yes uh but yeah like she got a big reaction for the sky twister press but like when that three hit it was just like an oh it wasn't the whoa that you usually get with japanese crowds it was the oh and i was like having that mica moment visualized in my mind i was like man they missed it there like you had something with that Micah. If she kicks out of those Germans and hits a Mishinoku driver and wins, you've got something. Whereas instead you got oh. And uh, I think that's just really interesting. Um but I would have loved you know, it if Suzu missed the Sky Twister, Micah got her up, Michinoku driver over. Like that like I like that would people would say it would, would be a callback to Naito. Like that, because that is just how Naito loses every match. Um, <laughs> but I think that would be so cool. Uh, and then the story is Suzu uh, eventually hitting the Sky Twister, and that being like her her big thing. Um, but instead, it was just you know, I hope Tam doesn't kick out of it. 
<laughs> that that's that's where I'm at. Yeah, I hope to just kick out I, of it I, in November. They gotta protect this. They have to protect this. Like this is the move. Um, so uh, I hope so. And it's it's cool that she can do it. Like I don't know. It's a uh, it's a big move to have in your arsenal and definitely a unique one. So mm-hmm. you know, so long as she can do it, let's keep going. Um. But I feel like we should keep on moving because there's uh, still a lot to get to. <laughs> so that's the end of the uh, next show to review. Yes, it is, uh, and we don't have time to really discuss it because we have like 20 minutes. <laughs> um, so next show, October 1st, 2023, Stardom at Corkin, uh, 902 fans, kind of decent number for like half 11 on a Sunday against New Japan and the Crush Cals. And the day um, after uh, the big show happened, yeah. like an hour away. <laughs> Indeed. So the key stuff from this uh, show is basically that after the Megan, Bane, May, Sarah, and Suzu versus Saki, Mirai, and Siri match, uh, Mirai was attacked by a masked clown. Uh, this was a trend that developed uh, throughout the show. So I, I get the sense this clown attacking Mirai is like a debut or a jump, maybe. Uh, you know, somebody's going to challenge for the white belt at the December show, maybe, if they wanted to. So, Maybe it's the yeah. Halloween show. I, I don't know. I, I think the Mai one Mariah for the Halloween. A, but I could also see Mirai doing a title match at the Halloween show. Like, this be, like this is a more serious one. Like, I think this is like an, a more, like, evidential one. But I could definitely. Yeah, see but it. they like to tease these for a while. Um, yeah. Like I suspect it might be somebody who's going to leave their promotion soon, but hasn't we yet. We talked about the, uh, that the um, other day is that uh, usually people leave on October 1st in Japan, um, and nobody really has. So I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, kind of interesting, but we'll have to keep our eyes peeled for that. Um, I just think this one's important because this was a very distinct mask, it was a very different look, it got a lot of time. Uh, compared to the Mayu one, so I think this one is is just more important. Um, we'll my see when Sakurai we see the video properly of what yeah like the vibe is of this person because it might be very obvious <laughs> and we just don't know. Possibly. Um, my Sakurai is now the super lady. She has Sakurai books. She has a, a big bunny outfit. She gets it. She is she is the one. Um, other kind of notable thing is that yeah, Mayu beat Azumi and then was attacked by a group of masked attackers and carried off by them. Uh, I assume these are a Halloween show like tag match maybe because there was a video with Mina where she was being stalked by one. So I don't, yeah. I don't know if they're gonna do, like a special team up where like Mayu, Mina, and somebody else who's a, a relatively big star Mina was attacked- will take on these masks. Was it? Yeah, because Mayu got attacked by uh, Plague Masks, Plague Doctors, and Mina got attacked by, by like, a ghoul mask. And Mirai got attacked by a clown mask. Hmm, interesting. Uh, Mina's might be different as well, then. Um, But, yeah, we'll have to wait and see, because, I don't know there. Uh, Julia defended the strong belt against Ami Sore in 17 and a half minutes. I think she was challenged by Haiyan after via video message. And then Michiko of Great showed up to attack uh, Julia and was like, hey, remember me? Uh, small history lesson for people. When Julia first jumped ship from uh, Ice Ribbon, she briefly teamed with then Andras Miyagi on the house shows before going, you suck, and kicking her out and eventually recruiting Micah and Siri to start DDM. Julia kicked her out of the company. Like, 
Julia yes. was basically her last chance, and then Julia kicked her out, and my, Michiko was just gone. Um, the crowd hated this. Well, not hated this. They just booed her, which is kind of insane. Because uh, Starm crowds do not boo very easily. But they were booing the fuck out of Michiko. Um, yeah. Positive, I love Michiko I still. I, I still love her. I'm still a big mm. fan of hers. Uh, I don't know why she dropped her last name. It was the only thing that she's kept all these years, and she decided, nah. But uh, I do like the story as well. It's like, yeah, like that makes sense. Like, I, One thing I do question is if everybody backstage is cool with it. Because as far as I am aware, uh, Michiko did not leave in the kindest of graces with everybody on the stardom roster at that point in time. I wonder how Nasuko well. and Mizuki feel. You know, what I mean, like that's what I mean. Like, I wonder, I wonder how, I wonder how they feel. Who knows, honestly. Yeah. Um, so looking ahead to this weekend, there's two house shows. There's nothing really on them. Like all the stars are off. Uh, Azumi isn't on them either. Like there is nothing happening. Stardom is taking part in a the Diana Corkin on the eighth of October. Uh, the Stardom match is uh, Haruka Umasaki, Moran, and Saida versus Nanami. Amisore and Ayami Sasamura. So that's a good match. The uh, rest of the card doesn't look that great. Um, the that, like, main event is double in a way. Tag belts, which I think says enough about the show. Uh, Shinobu Kandori is also challenging for the Queen Elizabeth title on that, which is uh, exclusively for people who are over 45, I think. Uh, and it has to be defended in three-way matches. So there's like six people eligible for it and they just kind of rotate it's uh Shinobu it's Kandori getting a belt in 2023 that's the realist right there you know what i'm talking about I hell flexed. yeah that's what i flexed in honor of, of Shinobu Kandori. i see i uh okay um so we have a pay-per-view to preview on monday the 9th of october this is nagoya golden fight 2023 in the dolphins arena uh, the opening match of this card is a special singles match from the five-star GP. It is Azumi versus Sayori Ano. Uh, this was obviously so a depressing. tag title match, but both of their tag partners are injured. So it's just a singles match now. Azumi is going to win three straight singles matches the week of her birthday and anniversary is so sick. It's so disgusting. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. cruel even. <laughs> um, we have a, UW, a UWF rules match. Siri versus Mina Shirakawa. Uh, yeah, Siri's going to beat the brakes off of this woman. I'm really excited for this match. Uh, if, if Mina delivers here, I, I'm, I'm ex- I really hope she does. I really hope she delivers. All right. Uh, we have a high-speed championship match. Saki Kashima defends against May Sarah. Uh, that is presumably May Sarah winning the belt. They've held off on that for long enough. Yeah, hopefully. Um, love Saki, but, um, you know. Yeah. Give May Sarah her. Her, her belt. So she right. can't get the belt um, in the next match, which she should be in. <laughs> the next match then is an artist of startup championship match. It is Julia, My Sakurai, and Tekla versus Micah, Suzu Suzuki, and Megan Bain. So if Suzu hadn't won the GP, I think the favorites would be the Megan, Micah, and Suzu team. But I don't know if you belt up the GP winner in this Especially scenario. Isn't Gold Rush usually the show that they do the ladder matches? Yeah, yeah, it is. So, um, yeah. Um, this could, so this I, could be where Micah and Megan detract from Suzu and DDM. Uh, maybe. I, I, I don't know. Maybe. Because I, believe, I uh, believe it was Scott who 
brought up the idea of maybe Suzu's like replacing Micah, uh, and Micah's just kind of going off and doing whatever somewhere else. Uh, that's kind of where I'm thinking think, this might happen. To a degree, it's too late. To like, it's too late. Um, in some ways, so I don't know about that. Like, you could have Micah just lose and continue her story if you want. Um, I would be okay with that, but I I really don't know. Like, I I don't think well, you I could also just see her to... saying, "Man, fuck you guys, I'm done." Like, I I could see that. Possibly, yeah, possibly, like maybe. But I mean, her her and Megan as the base of a faction isn't great unless Megan is here here yeah like if she's, she's going in not. november then no <laughs> i don't really i don't think that's great but you know we'll have to wait and see on that um match after that is a Kyrie send-off this one's really gone under the radar it's Kyrie, mai Uitani, and nanai takahashi versus hazuki koguma and saya ida so um Kyrie getting to team with two people from her past. Obviously, her and her and Anai were tag champs. Uh, her and Mayu teamed as part of Freedom. Uh, would have teamed uh, kind of on and off then as well. Um, and they take on a homegrown trio, which uh, was very specific for uh, what Kyrie was requesting. So, yeah, uh, should be fun, I guess. Kyrie will maybe give a shit for her send off. Either way, uh... it'll be a big, a big, big deal. <laughs> Um, you know, saying goodbye again to the pirate princess, but do you think? Yeah. No. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> I know what you're gonna ask, and the answer is no. Um, no, Azuki Stroll in Kyrie's future. Uh, she goes out on top as she always does. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I don't know about that. Um, anyway, next match is a wonder if stardom championship match. Mirai takes on Momo Anabe. Uh, yeah, Mirai is not losing this belt anytime soon to me. So, um, probably not. Yeah, no. I, uh, she, she's, she's definitely retaining here. Momo is not getting that win again. I feel like the, I feel like in, like in the heat of, uh, the five star, I was like, damn, Momo might be, Momo might be doing. And then like the second that it ended, I was like, oh no, she's not. Like, yeah. <laughs> just in terms of like being a prominent member of anything in the company ever, like that—that that yeah. was that was how it felt. It was like in the middle of the turn, I was like, she's kind of maybe, and then like the second that Azumi match happened, I was like, oh yeah, no, that's not what they do. Um, this this match will probably have to be the one to like carry the show in some ways because this has the best potential of everything. Like this yeah. is the one that could be a, a holy shit that was excellent. Um, like the rest of the stuff could be really good to great, but this could be the high end stuff. Totally. Um, the main event then of the show is a World of Stardom Championship match. Tam Nakano defends against Natsuko Tora. The winner will defend against Suzu in November. And yeah, this is Tam getting her win back over Tora, who has you know been built up fairly well for this. So I, I mean, I can't really complain. I'm, but yeah, I'm Tam, cautiously Tam optimistic that this could be a really good match. Um, because I I like their tournament match. I thought like it wasn't great, but I thought I had the makings of a better match. Uh, and that they still have that chemistry that I saw from them many years ago. Uh, and so I'm hoping this will be good. But you know, never really know. Yeah. I'm hopeful, but yeah, it's Tam. It's it's, it's non-tournament Tam. So we'll see. That is true, actually. Yeah, that's that's a good point. So we'll have to wait and see on that. Um, so uh, despite this being like a good-looking card, it's like yeah, nothing's really happening. So uh. We're just gonna hope for good matches I mean, here. It's the so, fallout, right? Know. Like that's that's kind of where we're at. Yeah. Uh, waiting it's for backlash. a not very good. <laughs> Mike is not good enough for. Uh, no. Uh, 
<laughs> yeah, I, I think we're kind of just waiting for the not very good looking goddess tag league to begin. Um, since we have four whole minutes, can we go through our matches of the tournament? Just to... Honestly, I don't even remember mine, but yeah, we can try. Okay. Well, my, my MVPs for the tournament, and this is not technically, it's just like the, the math guide, uh, is Hazuki, Mayu, and Suzu were like my top three, and Micah was like fourth. Uh, that Those are my wrestlers of the tournament. I will eat crow and say you were right. The Red Stars block was better, and uh, it would have been even better if Sai Kamatani was around. So um, I was completely wrong, and you were completely right in our preview that you said that the Red Stars block was better because you were right. They just had two of them. I know ball. I know they ball. Had, they, they had the two worst wrestlers in it. Like, of the like the tournaments of Starlight Kid and the tournament of Amisore were the weakest of the entire tournament, in my opinion. Yes. But, like, otherwise, it was just pretty much hitters. Um, matches of the tournament. I have my top five. My number five is Natsupoi versus Mayu Itani. My number four is Natsuko and Hazuki. And then from three on, we can kind of trade off. I don't know if you still have them in mind. Oh, man. Um... I think my number five is probably Ano Momo. I think. Mm. I cannot remember. Uh, and number four is probably Momo Mirai. I have to guess. Big, big Momo guy. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to remember Ano versus. Oh yeah, that was good. I, I remember that. I remember that now. Yeah, that was yeah. a good match. The like there were Momo so many match. like great matches. It's hard to like distinct like have them in a distinct order i just think the top ones are, are very obvious but the the yeah. ones under that are a lot harder to arrange See, and i don't have the one that everybody loves the most in my top five um it kind of got scooted out for Freak. other matches from both of them uh, my number fair. three is tam versus mayu uh from day nine wow okay um my my number three is Probably Pam and Natsupoi from the last day. Really? Dude, that, was, that was heat. Like, that was heat. They were just doing shit, man. It's either that or, like, Tam Suri, but, like, at that stage, I think I'm splitting hairs. Interesting. Like it's, either um, way, it's a Tam match. <laughs> yeah, Tam had a good tournament. I think she deserves to be on the top yeah. five in some way. Uh, I just prefer the Mayu match because, you know, I think Mayu had an absurd tournament this year. Um, my number two is the final. It's Micah versus Suzu. Uh, I really like that match. Yeah. I mean, it would have been better if... It would have been the best match of the tournament if Micah had won. But, you know, uh, splitting hairs. Oh, yeah, definitely. I would have, that would have taken it up. Um, yeah, I probably agree. It's probably number two um, on my, like, vague listing. Yeah. And then number one, from the jump till the end, it is Sherry versus Suzu. Uh, I still just have such high. Oh, I forgot like, about that. Oh yeah. my god. Yeah, I just I look back on that match so fondly as like just like the match that really set the tone for how great of a tournament this was gonna be. Okay. Uh, yeah, my number one is obviously uh, Siri Natsupoi, which is probably a lot of people's. Um, yeah. Yeah. You there, there were so many great ones on this. You could go to a top ten and you'd still be leaving stuff out. But mm -hmm. yeah, I don't. Um, I didn't really get. A good track going here so uh, i probably forgot some great well i mean i forgot siri suzu that's probably actually my number three and everything else is pushed down but you know that's how it goes and then the siri tam that i forgot about apparently uh mayu natsuboy uh and neither of us said suzu hazaki like crazy shit crazy tournament um so yeah 
I think we got through it all, Dylan. Uh, just about. I know we had to rush there, but I think we did it. Yeah, kept it to two hours. That's that's what we do. Yeah, good timing uh, yeah. from us. So good tournament. I mean, everybody got injured, but good tournament. Uh, yeah, time, I think I my uh, <laughs> yes, I, I think my greatest tournament of all time took a hit with the final day. Uh, just that, like they were ravaged. I mean, no Mayu SLK, no Saya Suzu, no Julia Utami. That really dampens it. That definitely hurts. But I think this year will definitely be looked back on as one of the best tournaments ever in Joshi. I will um, say, so... a lot of people were talking about the final not being as good as the previous two years. I thought this was better than last year's. Not as good as. Uh, Shuri Momo, because that's one of the greatest matches in Star of History. But I thought it was better than last year's, and that's not just me saying that because I don't really like Julia and Tam, but I just thought this was like a really good final as well. The final final, I mean. But that's all yeah, I, I thought it was a great one. I would put it below Tam, Julia, but as you all know, I am very into the Julia. Um, and I think Julia Tam delivers more than more often than not for me. So um, I would say this is probably the weakest final since Utami Himeka. Because uh, that was like a, a weird one. They like was Utami cool. was like selling fatigue the entire time, and I was like, "Oh, great, that's that's fun." So yeah, this is probably the weakest one since then. Probably like still a great one. Um, yeah, with that it is time to close the show. Kind of, um, we will be back next week to review the pay per view, um, and we'll also look ahead to whatever's happening after. We'll probably discuss something from the strategy presentation. I'm sure there'll be some sort of announcement coming out of that. That'll be interesting. Is decades of queens and a Corkin show. Absurd. Absurd. Oh, but the, the world of stardom is like two weeks. Oh, that that's dumb. That's bad. Yeah. Yeah. We'll uh, yeah. The world of stardom never stops. Uh, Tag League, the official stardom quest um, viewpoint on Tag League is nobody ever cares. So we will pay I... attention to Tag League, but it will not get the kind of uh, attention this GP got. We'll probably do a little bit more. Oh, shit, Tag League uh, starts discussing oh, shit. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. There'll Give be a lot more. Just... A break. Yeah, there'll be a lot more just like talking, uh, a lot more breaking stuff down than we were able to do during the GP where we were just loaded with stuff. Um, so, you know, should be a little bit freer now until we get into the build for the December show, which we didn't mention. Uh, they confirmed during this pay-per-view that the year-end show is at Sumo Hall, uh, as I had kind of been guessing, because why, why would they down, downgrade when it's December in holiday yeah. season? You're going to get a couple thousand people. So that's that. Uh, it is time for me to close the show. If you want to stand, you may stand. If you want to sit, you may sit. Believe today, shine tomorrow. You decide what you believe in. Ijo. Ijo.